Remember my lip. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 155, with Jason Fitzgerald and Randy James. Randy, I think I know what was short about the intro last week. Uh, I didn't say the number. You didn't say the. You didn't say the number. Yeah. So how are you? You're a little late tonight. Great. Pretty great. Just great or pretty great or both? Both. Good. Both. You know what's not great? I'm trying to guess. I don't have any guesses. No guesses whatsoever. We haven't gotten a review on iTunes in over two years. Really? <laughs> the last one was from from February 15th, 2015. Oh. Yeah, I was uh, I was sort of motivated via uh, Chris Newell, who wrote in again, and we'll get to that. But he uh, yeah. he, he kind of he put the screws to us about updating the site a little bit, and um, all right. Yeah. So so yeah, and, so, and, and and publicizing, but then people might actually listen and give us more critical feedback. I like the critical feedback. I mean, I, we can just okay, read his right. email, and the show's done, and it's, ah, it's <laughs> no work. Um, <laughs> Yes. So yeah, I, that's just uh, you know, if you listen, just go give us a review on iTunes. Give us like you know six or seven you know, stars, six, whatever, nine, maybe ten, ten, eleven stars if you can. Up it up to ten if you want. Uh, right. Yeah. Anywho, uh, just because I found that interesting. I was going through like well, I wonder how many stars we have on like I mean, I wonder like how many reviews we mm-hmm. have. So I mean, we should do a little bit like maintenance on the site and some self publication or uh, promotion, just because otherwise sinful. You know, very prideful. What, well, otherwise, what are we? I mean, otherwise, we're just doing this for ourselves, and that's even kind, nar- kind of are. Well, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, right? When you are a, um, I don't want to say celebrity. We're not celebrities. When you when you're someone who entertains, say, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Maybe you're a singer. Yep. Um, not only do you need to practice your singing, but you need to go around telling everyone that you're awesome to listen to and they should pay you money for singing more to entertain them. Yeah. It's, it's when, you're an, when you're an artist, I think, right? It's not even just singing. Yeah. If you want to be a comedian well, or a magician artists, yeah, or a painter, look at this picture I painted. Do you want to Any buy it? Any kind of entertainer. Yeah. Any kind of artist. Uh, or entertainer. I think entertainer is a well, both. broader term, maybe. Wait. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say an artist is more of a... My, yeah, Would you say a painter is an entertainer? For entertainment, yeah. You, you stare at it, you get some joy. Okay, you're entertained. Okay, well, that's not great. So uh, we need to get some more reviews. We, you know, I, I've been on the show now, what, a year and like 14 months? No 15 idea. months? I don't think we've mentioned it once. I did catch up with Chris a little bit, not Newell, the old host. No way, really? Uh, yeah, you know, he's just working too much. That's the problem. Well, that's a lot Pump of people. tracks not done, Those for those who remember. Oh, how'd you catch up with him? Oh, just emails and stuff, nothing. Oh, good for you. Well, he responded, nope. at least. We've tried to reach nope. out to him in the past and yeah. uh, haven't heard from him. <laughs> well, I roped him in with something he's uh, familiar with. You know, I, I, I came in with the, the talk about the, the music. He's big into music. Yeah, right, right. Sure. So. Okay, so that's it for Chris update. Uh, yeah, for Chris, well, yeah. Pump track. I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't been over there. So there's sort of dirt all over his yard, probably just a big mud. <laughs> that's mud two now. years. That's funny. We should um, get him <laughs> We should get him to come on the show, maybe 15 minutes or maybe an hour. Uh, po- possibly, yeah. Just check in. Maybe not. Okay. You don't seem that in. Uh... Well, you get this rhythm going, right? And 
we had it. He and I had it, and then the three of us sort of had a rhythm going. And then when he left, we had to do the word game to make up for <laughs> those were dark times. What was missing? They were dark times. And then and then we got the swing of it back. Sure. And if he came in, it would be a weird. It'd be a weird rhythm. Yeah, but one, I don't want him. show could, or yeah, yeah, you know, just a recap show. Uh, yeah. Another show I listened to, a guy uh, quit the show and he came back like three years later. And uh, it was funny, like listening to his voice on the show. He came in as a guest on the show and hmm. it's a running show, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he, he took a break from running and all kinds of other stuff happened, health problems, uh, some personal issues. And then he came back and he's like, now I'm back running and I have no idea anything about like the – the whole scene anymore. It was kind of funny how like Is it, there's a running new. scene. Yeah, let's not get into it. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's multiple running scenes. There's road running scenes, trail running scenes, trail uh, well, racing scenes, if you're doing road racing scenes. Yeah. Sure. Well, right. And this the the sort of the bend on this show is the competitive edge. It's not always true, but it's Ultra Runner podcast. If anybody's curious, uh, being vague, I'm not intentionally trying to be vague about it. Um, I think if you run, I mean, I think yeah. if if you enter, you know, you run a five k or something, mm-hmm. you're well, you're pretty much never going to win. I mean, there's only one person that wins, right? So you're 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 basically racing against one other person that's near you. That that's usually how it works, right? You see somebody if you don't know everybody that's there, you see somebody out in front of you, and you're just chasing them and hoping to beat them, mm-hmm. and that's your race, yeah, or your old time, perhaps, right? But, uh, but you're but not going to win. There are people that do win. Someone's got to right. win. There's, yeah, well, there are not many. There's one person that well, wins. Right. Well, yeah, you got the, you know, you got the overall winner, probably, first female right. winner, and then you got some age group stuff going on. So, yeah, and that's kind of a joke. I mean, if you could find a small race and be like, woo, I won my age group. Yeah, you know, it's, I guess. Yeah. That's not, that's neither here nor there, and it's incredibly boring. Um, that's okay. But I was listening to the show from last week, as I do every week, and as soon as I said the word Galileo, do you remember what it was in context was? No. I was talking about my <laughs> – I was joking around with my wife about Mars and being in some not very old – I mean, older books, but not very old books. And yeah, <laughs> she took me – yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was just kind of a funny thing that happened, and – as soon as I was listening to the show, I was like, oh, yeah, because Mars is a planet and it's hundreds of years old in, in Galileo. I was like, what did I just say that? Like, it didn't make any sense what I said. And I'm like, Mars has been around f- for a long time and we've known about it since uh, a long time. And Michael Richter's called me out on it. Good for him. And he says, Jason, 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 Mars is visible without a telescope. People have known about it since prehistory. Oh, right. I don't know that is pre- true. I don't know what prehistory is. Yeah, you know, I wasn't fully awake, and you were saying a lot of stuff about we've known about it for fifty years, and that's funny. It's really been hundreds of years. Yeah, right. It was. And I'm like, yeah. But and then I thought you were saying the planets didn't exist, and I didn't want to get into the whole everything hasn't existed for six thousand years garbage all over again. Right, so right. Uh, I just kind of rolled with it and ignored the whole thing. Yeah. But sure. Okay. Mars, that's a good point. Mars is visible Without via the naked eye, yeah, especially yeah. in prehistoric times when there was no light pollution. Probably it was really bright. Well, I don't know. What's prehistory? Is that prehistoric times? Uh, no. Well, I guess it would be. But there are people Pre- in prehistory, right? So prehistoric. I've never heard that term does before. does sound like prehistory. prehistory. Anywho, <laughs> yeah, they've known about it for a long time. Um and so I looked it up a little bit, and Nick Nicholas Copernicus is sort of uh, credited with um, 
identifying planets as a different solar or celestial uh, entity than stars. Like, oh, this is not a star. It looks like a star to us, but it's a planet, which is different than a star. So uh, yeah. the, the reason I did mention Galileo was because at the star party, there was a character, there was a guy that was like pretending, like acting as Galileo, and he did a very well done uh, like presentation about telescopes and job. stuff. Yeah. You could tell you almost couldn't tell it wasn't him. Right, exactly. He had a costume on, and he, and and what Galileo <laughs> did do was talk about the Jupiter's moons. But he kept, you know, he mentioned Mars a bunch of times. So it was just like it was fresh in my mind. I understand. Thank you for calling me out, Richard, uh, Michael. I mean, um, and uh, yeah. Well, I, as soon as I said, it, I'm like, that's somebody's going to call me out. And true, I'm glad he did. And mm-hmm. uh, but he yeah. does go on, and he does give us some uh, some learnings. Okay. Pluto was discovered in 1930, less than 100 years ago. My grandparents learned a mnemonic device for remembering the order of the planets can you tell me the order of the planets without i'm asking you uh i i probably couldn't mercury Mm -hmm. venus earth mars Mm -hmm. saturn Mm, missing one uh is there a neptune is that is that a planet Mm -hmm. or maybe that sounds like a movie pull jupiter yep jupiter is before saturn it's after mars uh sorry uranus is in there somewhere there you go yeah (laughs) Okay, that's all the planets. The order is sort of yeah. You had them mostly right, except Ju- it's Mars, Jupiter, uh, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. And uh, the mnemonic is Mary's violet eyes make John stay up nights. Period, and the period is Pluto. Pluto. Um, so Pluto is what's known as a dwarf planet, and that designation was given to to. Uh, Pluto after we were, well, while we were in college, I don't know, after we were in college, uh, the term Pluto, a planet, was formally defined in 2006. Can you believe it was that that recent, 10 years ago, 11 years ago? Yeah. All right. They prefer to be called little people planets. The, the dwarf planet. Oh, no, no comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, a dwarf po- planet in the Kuiper Belt. But not only are there other, uh, there, there is another what I don't even call these things and entities object in the Kuiper belt Sl- that celestial is bodies, twenty seven percent more massive than Pluto, but it's smaller. Sure, it's more compact, I guess. But yeah. that's that seems crazy interesting to me. How this thing that's so far away, how do they measure its mass? Um, I'm gonna make some stuff up. Usually yeah, it has do to do it. with like light colors and it's probably speed versus it's because uh, that's the biggest thing right if if they can follow its trajectory and they know its distance if they can measure the distance it is from the sun or from us then they and they can see how fast it's going then they know how massive it is because of gravity and all that good stuff Right, it has to hold an orbit at a certain position at a certain speed, which means it has to be a certain mass. Yeah, that's not true. No, I think yeah, that, I, could, I, we think, were just, I was just reading a book about gravity to my daughter, and they really played down the whole like feather and rock falling thing, mm-hmm. which is true. Like on the moon, they'd fall at the same rate, but they talk more about the moon pulling on the rock than the rock pulling on the moon. Even though the rock is pulling on the moon, so technically the rock has more mass and it should be pulling on the moon a little tiny bit more than the feather is. So it should fall 
slightly faster, probably insignificantly. The the uh, the rock should fall flat faster, right? Even in a vacuum. Uh, well, did you? I, funny because I watched a video this weekend that I've seen before of of the uh, bowling ball and feather falling in a vacuum. Yeah. Have you ever seen in, a, in, the, in that big vacuum chamber? Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Group they, of feathers, big bunch yeah, of right. feathers. giant feathers. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, Spoiler alert! Yes, they yeah, fall at yeah. the same rate, but I, microscopically, I don't know. There must be some infinitesimal difference, purely because the bowling ball is more massive than the feathers, and it's pulling on the Earth, right? Which I, means, I guess, I, I it would guess. have to move the Earth. But it couldn't really move the ears. Is that the yeah? Well, whatever. Anyways, you know what? There is an article I found here on Scientific American about how to measure the mass of a planet. If you're interested, <laughs> you can go and read it. Um, at this point, I've sort of I, I may read it to myself. I'm not that interested in talking about it. <laughs> find it. I find it. Uh, I find it unique and interesting how they do these things. But uh, I do enjoy read. reading. I think I talked last week about the library and dragging the kids through the fact section with the you know the non liar books, and mm-hmm. those are always good to get out. And it seems like the kids might be bored. And there's a whole bunch of these blue ones that are about matter and electricity and energy. And we got a bunch of planet books. And my daughter really loves reading those. And I I find them super boring because it's like. Just kind of endless detailed explanations that I can't imagine yeah. she's following. I know. I know what you mean. But she, but she likes listening to them. And it's uh, it's kind of like the sex talk where you just kind of do it anyway. And then whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> maybe they retain some of it in McDonald's. Um, yeah, my, my kids come home with these some of these books that like how to care for your new cat. And they're like, you know, reference books, basically. Or there was another one that was like all the type of woodland fairies or something. And it was like really detailed description. Oh, oh I know what one of them was. Uh, one of them was some collectible toy and it was every kind of like pocket pal or uh, Shopkin or something. And they all had personalities. It wasn't Shopkins because they don't have, but each one had like, and it was just all these collectibles. And it was like this kitty cat and this type of kitty cat. And then this panda bear and then this koala bear and then this alligator. And I'm like, this is yeah, Ali the Alligator, and he loves to watch TV on Saturday mornings or something. And I'm like, this is so boring. How are you? There's no story <laughs> here. It's just a reference book. How are you? And they're reading uh, it? Yeah. Well, yeah. This was, yeah. We had it floating around the house for a while. A couple of them, I'm like, I'm throwing this book out because I can't hate it. Uh, Yeah. But you got like, it in the library and then you threw no, it No, out? no, no, no. Of course not, no. All right. We got some feedback about the library, by the way, and uh, two feedbacks. Um. I'll read them. I'll, go read them. I'll go right into it. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. So my wife writes in and she says, at our library, you can get a card when you're four years old. Yeah. My daughter just got her card this last uh, two weekends ago. And, um, so it's a key tag. Like, uh, you can put it on a key ring and my wife and her super smartness and organization skills, which I don't have, uh, she takes the key ring, attaches it to a specific canvas bag, right? Heart, canvas bag, so, yeah. solid bag, you know, it's heavy duty and each kid has their own and they always, so they always know where the library card is and they take the bag is harder to lose than the library card. So they keep the, they know where the bag is and they take the bag and they fill the bag up and they bring it home. And then we have a basket for book return. Although, uh, I got myself in a little bit of trouble last week, so I'm not going to comment too much on this, but the books don't really make it into the basket too well. So I see. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I mean, I told you our strategy. She's got that a plan. Sounds sweet because then the, right? the kids, yeah, the kids get uh, tagged with all late fees, yeah. and they can carry that debt into their uh, you know their later days. And no, whatever. I pay it off with their college fund. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um, not my problem. You know our book strategy. When we're about to go, we don't have nineteen kids, so it's a little easier. But we, I just print the book list. Uh, the only problem is my wife has a card and I have a card, and we, we should join the cards somehow. This seems ridiculous that we have two different accounts, so we should join the cards. Maybe do the kid card thing, get them all mushed together. I'll, I'll talk with the head librarian see if that's possible. But I print out the list, kill a couple trees with extra paper of what we have, and then it's the kid's job. Just find all the books in the list and check them off as they put them in the right pile to be returned in case there are any missing. Because it's just, you know, there's it's a shot in the dark. Plus, I don't always trust the library to say, to scan them when we got them back or when right. they get them back. Right. The last thing you want is for you to return the stack of books and say, we got everything. And then they say, you still have one. And we're like, well, no, I don't. I mean, eventually they'll find it because it'll be in some pile somewhere, but they might reshelve it. Eh, it hasn't happened, I don't think, but. They might reshelve it after having misscanned it, and then you're in trouble. Right? Yeah, it, it's it's happened at the uh, school, not at, at not that I know about at yeah. the real library, but it's happened at the school. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, eventually, someone else will check it out, and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, there yeah. it is." Oh, uh, we but, don't have that book. Hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. But um, regarding the library, we had uh, we had a long feedback from Chris, from uh, Chris Newell again, and mm-hmm. I uh, he he doesn't require that we read it on the air, and I'm not going to. But um, I have some feedback from him from about the library, so I kind of pulled his email apart and some subjects he talked about. But he's he lives in a small town, about four thousand. He said, and the librarian has thanked him for taking out a lot of books at a time, at one time. Because they need the space. Well, he maybe um, that could be, but he says it's due to their circulation numbers, and and he thinks that that he theorizes uh, that they have some uh, financial like incentive, yeah, based on maybe they get better funding based on their funding is tied into their circulation. So if you're taking out a hundred books at a time, that's uh you know good circulation. I mean, that's what they're for there them. for, dude. I, I wouldn't I know. <laughs> until they start telling you to stop. I don't see why they don't. Why would they not want you to take books? I mean, they got shelves and shelves. It full just of seems these to things. me like they're just. You take 40 books out at a time. It seems a little, little egregious, but. We already ran out. Like, we've gone through all of them in the two weeks we've had them because they, some of them yeah. they like, some of them they don't like. And it's like, maybe we should return these early and be nice about it, but whatever. I'll say this. Last week, you know, I was like pulling mm-hmm. my hair out with the kids in the snow day. The snow day did me no favors, but my kids have been reading their faces off. My son's going through like a 200 pound, 200 page novel a day now. It's crazy how much. Still, again, he's back into the reading. Well, it's a March reading challenge at school. So they're, uh, they report, you know, record how many minutes they read. And then the winner, there's a weekly winner. And then I think Hmm. there's an overall winner who gets like pulled from the, I don't know. How many minutes? Not how many pages or not how many minutes. I guess different size pages. Yeah. Hard to measure. Right. So they have to take 20, sorry, they have to take 20 minutes, 20 minutes a day off. Because that's kind of required reading. And then on top of that, and I think, excuse me, I think it's due to their, uh, their library usage. So they got all these books that they're interested in reading and it's all kind of new, new blood, oh, right? Totally. New infused yeah. with new, new reading. So absolutely. I mean, we had that when they were, or when my son was learning, my daughter is actually learning pretty fast right now. She's picking up a lot of words. Good. Uh, 
when he was learning, that's the biggest challenge. You can't just kind of hand him one book and say, here you go, here, read this one. Um, eh, be like, I'm not interested. But he won't really say, they're not going to ask you for, do you have any Judy Bloom books? I heard yeah, she's cool. Right. <laughs> like, they don't do that. They have no idea. They're not going to hear stuff on the playground. I mean, they do to some extent. We have other parents to tell us what their kids like, and then we yeah. introduce them. But you got to go to the library and get 40 or 50 books. Just randomly have them randomly pick some books. You randomly yeah. pick some books. Pick some from a list of selections that you looked up online. Ask your friends, whatever. Ask other kids. You see their friends at school. Be like, hey, what books do you like? Punk. And uh, get some recommendations. Uh, but I Ask find different punks. They might have different taste. I find it also easy, uh, interesting that uh, they pick the books out by their covers. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's what I do. But don't judge a book by a cover, except judge books by their covers. Except, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how else do you judge them? Nah, What's the know. expectation here? You read the whole thing and then draw a conclusion? <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's funny, though. It's like a cliche. And it's a, it's, it's yeah. two-stage. You got to have a good cover. That draws you in. You pick a book by a cover, and then you read the first, you know, chapter, and then mm. you decide if it's great or good or bad. And yeah, finish it or don't finish it. I don't think it should be a requirement that you finish it. <sighs> I don't know. I'm so go for quantity. Go for quantity, and let them decide where their interests lie. Yeah, you're right. Now, I, I, all right, I'm turning. I'm turning my leaf over. You guys have convinced me. Take out as many books as you can fit in a bag. Isn't doesn't your wife already do that? Let's Isn't do she this. Just stated that says that in the ma- mail from your wife. Yeah, I know. Specifically, I'm, just, I'm saying I'm on board now. That's the I'm agreeing. Right. I'm reinforcing the tip. They always know where their library card is, and they can take as many books as they can yeah, fit. Okay. okay, so get them bigger bags is what you're saying. No, no, I mean, I'm you... saying no. The bag's fine. The situation's fine. Oh, I'm oh. just now in a support of it. Okay. Before I was sort of like, hey, I felt it was a little weird. You're taking all these books out. You're being greedy. You're not oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm on board now. I'm on board. Good. Yeah, be on board. I'm on board. It goes for everyone. <clears throat> don't be. Don't feel like you're being greedy. You're doing your library a service. That's what they're there for. They need those books off the shelf so they can clean them and have a place to put the uh, books that are coming back in. Because I'm pretty sure they're overstocked. They expect to have half their book population in circulation at any time. I think you're right. Making up these numbers, but it's probably true. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think it's closer to 70% they want in circulation. At a time. When a library opens, <laughs> right? When it opens, yeah. they fill all the shelves with books, right? They must have a whole ton of books in the books in the back room that they stick on the shelves as soon as people start checking them out. Otherwise, the shelves would be empty. Yeah. I wonder what percentage is in circulation. You think circulation. that's the way it works? I don't think that's how it works. It's got to be. I think the They've library's expand. I, yeah. Hmm. I don't think, think they I, just have the shelf space and then there's missing I mean, some? you've seen, no, you must have seen, look in a library. You'll see that there's space on the end of the shelves. Maybe not in all the kids' sections because those things get packed up. But if you look at the okay. some of the adults, there's gaps. Yeah. All right. Anyways, libraries. What hmm. else you got? I, I mean, I got a lot of stuff here, so I can just keep going. Or do you have anything you want to bring um, up? Um... Well, I suppose the only I can't I can't really turn this into a great story. I mean, soccer starting. I we could talk about that forever. I got a new assistant coach, which would be nice. Uh, we had an incident this weekend. Maybe we discussed this, and I'm trying to think of the the lesson to take away from this. Right, you, we all tell our children, please don't do that. 
Please don't do that. That's dangerous. I'd really like you to never do that again. You know, look, look me in the face. This thing you're doing right now, if it were to never happen again, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. And they keep doing it because they're dopes. Because I, I, they don't, I think more importantly is they don't understand why you're telling them not yeah. to do these things. Right. So my son and one of his buddies are out in the yard and I can hear them. I was working in the shed on the bikes, of course, and I could hear them like, chucking rocks at stuff and i go out there and i'm like all right dude you can't throw rocks what are you doing throwing rocks you're going to shatter one of our house windows or hit your friend in the face or something and he looks looks right at me of course we're not throwing rocks I'm like <laughs> <sighs> again with the contrarianism whatever you want to call yeah, it and he shows right. me he's like it's not a rock it's just this hard plastic ball that's filled with water or something and it's frozen solid right (laughs) that is a rock yeah for all intents and purposes what you're throwing is a rock do not throw hard things like i've had this rule his entire life yeah no throwing hard things simple as that i walk back in the shed bang bang there it goes again yeah goodness what is going on (laughs) so over the weekend we were playing in the snow And I was making them an extension to the slide out of snow so they could have this big run off the end of the slide. And they were going up and down, up and down. And my son finds this frozen rock and decides he wants to throw it down the slide. So he winds up, hurls this thing at the slide, misses. Oh, no. It bounces off the top of the slide and hits me square in the mouth. <laughs> almost knocks out one of my teeth i mean it was like a little bit wobbly for a day there and i think it's i think it's all i think it's back in i really don't want to lose a tooth i mean at this age it's ridiculous when yeah, these right, teeth yeah. falls out they gotta like drill a big stump in there yeah, no, no. painful eating yeah. for the rest of your life yeah fattens my lip knocks out my tooth right i'm ready to like just tip the swing set over with him on it of course <laughs> so he goes in the house and I have to calm down. Like, right, uh, how did you react? What was your reaction? I, well, I, I, I sent him in the house. I was just, just, just get in the house. I threw this ball. Like, I almost threw it right through my neighbor's window, which was like, <laughs> you know, I'm spinning around in circles holding this ball. Like, where can I throw this thing out of anger? We don't have any, just, there's no open space. And I'm just gunning at a tree with my, with my bad arm, which worked really well, surprisingly. You really threw it at a tree with your bad arm? Yeah, it it didn't even bother me at all. It was surprise. It was like a surprising both that I was like, "Hey, that uh, you know cheered me up a little." Yeah, that usually means that it bounces right back into your other face, your other mouth, <laughs> other side <laughs> of your mouth. That, that almost that probably would have happened to me. So I sent him in the house, and then this is how I handled it. I went in and I sat because he was super sad. He's really down on himself about stuff lately. Right. Like I'm doing, I can't do anything right. I got jeez, I guess we're being too hard on you. So, so I sat with him. I talked to him. I said, "Look." Exactly as I explained here, I'm like, do you remember the other day when I asked you not to throw rocks and you told me you weren't throwing rocks and you said, I'm only throwing this. And I'm like, that basically is a rock and I'm telling you not to throw it. And I'm like, look at my face. This is why I was telling you not to throw rocks. <laughs> like, this is it. Like, this is the thing that happens. You hit me in the face. You hit mom in the face. You hit your sister in the eye. Like, somebody's blind. You break a window. Like, things happen. That you don't mean to happen. I said, "What? I'm not going to be mad at you about this. But what I want you to do is remember this. Like, when you are on the playground at school 
and one of your buddies sees a cool looking rock that looks like a shiny baseball or something on the ground and all you want to do is pick it up and what do you want to do when you pick up a cool rock that looks mm-hmm. like a baseball? You're just going to chuck it at something. Mm-hmm. You're going to swing a stick around. Remember my lip and the blood coming out of it now <laughs> and my wiggly tooth. Remember that because that will be someone else or you or your sister and make your friend put that rock down or put the rock down yourself and just don't do it. Okay? Like, you want to throw hard things, you can throw them in the ocean, in a pond, as long as no one's in it. Right? There's like a short list of things you can throw rocks at. Yeah. It was pretty much the ocean. Any (laughs) body of water that no one is currently swimming in. That's where you can throw rocks. Uh, so I got two sort of addendums to this, one very recent and one very not recent. Um, when I was Max's age, seven, eight years old. That's the recent one? Yeah. No. Um, I threw a rock through a window of my neighbor's house. And it was the same sort of thing. Like To, to this day, yeah, I don't know why I did it. I went over to my friend's house uh, and they weren't home. I think it was a she. It's my neighbor. This is when I lived in Virginia. So I was like six years old, seven years old, maybe eight. I don't know. It was a long time ago, long, long time ago. But I remember throwing rocks against the window, like not hard, like chucking them. But eventually one of the rocks was stronger than the window because that's what they are. And it cracked the window. And I remember my parents being really upset with me, like really tearing into me in the car about why would you do that? Why would you do that? And I couldn't answer them. I really couldn't. I was like, I don't. I don't know. This is like one of my like the strongest first memories. I'm like, I don't know why I did it. Like I didn't, I was, I think eventually my mom bailed me out for something and like just felt like it was enough. And, uh, you know, this is not to, this is no reflection that my parents were overbearing or, you know, uh, in, impossible to be like, or, you know, unreasonable, right? They were not unreasonable. But this time I, I remember them being like, why did you do this? And I just had no answer for them. Um, and then, the new, the recent story is this weekend. You threw a rock through your neighbor's um, window. Not a rock, but there's snow everywhere, right? And we had some party. We had a party. And we had people over. And um, when we did that, I moved the cars out of the driveway to give people a place to park if they wanted to, or if I, I don't know. I just left the driveway open, so I put the cars in the road. Well, I go to out to get, go out to get in my car this morning, and I noticed a big dent in the side of it, and I'm like. I'm thinking it's Saturday, Sunday. I'm like, I know, I just noticed this today. Hey, it's Tuesday. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. And, uh, I'm like, when would this have happened? Like, I don't, at work, I park far away. So, and it was like in a weird spot. It was like four feet up. It's not like somebody opened their car door into it or anything. So I get home from work today and I'm like, hey, Jay, uh, were you guys throwing, did someone run into my car or, you know, uh, it's like head height for a, for a nine-year-old or a shoulder height. I'm like, or did, uh, were you guys throwing stuff or someone run into my car when it was in the street? Cause it was on the street side. And he's like, Oh, well, uh, you know, Caleb was, uh, uh, well, to was throwing snowballs at cars. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? I'm like, parked cars or moving cars. <laughs> and that, you know, when my, I, my wife, I told this story went around and I told my wife, that was the first thing she said was wait, parked cars or moving cars. Like it's any better or worse. I don't know, but, uh, uh well, yeah, it's definitely, better yeah, it's worse, worse with the sure. moving car, of course. But, <laughs> but, uh, he's, it, well, and then the answer was, guess what the answer was? Both. Yes. <laughs> that was the answer. And I'm like, so Caleb, uh, so Twilliker threw a snowball at my car. 
He's like, well, I don't know if it was your car, but I know he threw it at, uh, you know, Auntie Mary's car and the minivan that was parked right there. And I'm like, well, Auntie Mary's car was right in front, right behind my car. So I'm like, that son of a, like, I can't, I, I'm just like, okay. So you're telling a story of a, a eight year old, nine year old kid. And I got a story. And then my son's friend this week, I'm like, well, why didn't you come tell somebody? I was like, you know, next well, they didn't time they damaged it. I mean, uh, well, I'm like, do you think it's the right thing to do to throw cars, snowballs at cars? Because we've had a conver- conversation about throwing stuff at cars yeah. before. And, uh. I do, but that's besides the point. You do what? I think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> at park cars? <laughs> <laughs> no, at the moving cars. Right. But yeah, so, yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, so I was just like, well, come tell me. Next time your friend's acting like a moron, you come tell me, all right? You know, I'm so. I mean, that is kind of the target for snowballs, though. I usually do throw them at. Parked cars I mean, at the glass. You know, I tend to aim for the glass because it's less likely to break than <laughs> dent the side. I mean, the, Gla- I mean, the glass. I, I'm. St- I, I still don't know what happened. It's. It's not. I don't know. I got property damage is a difficult thing to teach. Like maybe you know, just, you could roll this all the way back to the, the number one way you can help your kid. It, you just uh, kids don't get it. Yeah, right? they just don't get it. And you broke the thing. Like with the thing doesn't work. Just buy me a new one. I can't. What? No. Like yeah. having them help you build or fix things i think is some of the coolest yeah it's just some of the coolest activities you can do yeah maybe it helps them learn not to chuck rocks and snowballs at things maybe it doesn't uh but certainly helping them having them help you fix stuff yeah you want to fix it you can you can spend the weekend with you fixing the oh yeah my kids break stuff like that it's always yeah you're fixing it with me i don't want to do it yeah well you're gonna sit here and you're gonna watch me do it then because you know yeah uh, i mean obviously doing it on a more i mean i try to be be positive about it like well more proactive to like hey this thing broke right like it just got old and it wore out and it needs repairing. So I'm let's take to, it apart and replace yeah, the part. I'm trying to think. There was something else my kids did. Where they broke, <laughs> broke something. I forget what it was. They were doing stupid things and they broke it. And then I'm like, well, you're going to help me fix this then. And I don't want to. Well, guess what? Neither do I. So anyway. I don't, I don't know uh, what to do about it. I mean, yeah. but uh, I think my wife I, doesn't I, listen to the show, I, so I can. And I hate it's like a, I, I hate saying this, but I think it's like a, a gender, like a boy, young, you know, eight-year-old, nine-year-old boy thing. Like they pick stuff up and they throw stuff. I, and I don't, I don't know why, but it seems to be. Nah, my daughter does it too. Oh, really? Well. They, yeah. I mean, I sent them outside and then they're like hammering on the side of the house. Like it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Like, I sent you out of the house so you'd stop damaging the house, and you're outside literally hitting <laughs> the house. house. <laughs> like, uh, um, my, yeah, so my wife just listen to the show, so I can get away with some some casual asides here. <laughs> they we, we built them this fancy swing set. I mean, we, we bought this used swing set, and my wife put a lot of work into refinishing it. Yeah. Because she's a woodworker, carpenter. And uh, yeah, it looked beautiful. I'm like, this is great. But... The kids are going to destroy it. You can't be upset when they do, right? And, you know, sure enough, they're out playing on the swing set, and one of them has some metal pole they found in the yard, mm. and they're just whacking yep. one of the legs of the swing set, yep. like putting huge dents in it. Yep. <laughs> she freaks out on them. I'm like, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say encourage them to destroy the swing set. Right. But you got to let it go at some point. <laughs> like, they're gonna, if they're going to bang something, I'd rather them bang the swing set than. The house or the car or the bikes, more importantly, or <laughs> bikes. I mean, if they go hit a tree, they love to beat up on trees. I don't know why kids love beating up on trees. They do it at the school, a drop off. I have to go, I have to go talk to them all to be like, kids, listen, this delicious tiny little tree just wants to live. Yeah. 
its branches can't hold your weight. You cannot be just hanging on. Oh, I on know. They always do that too. Oh, yeah. They climb and they tree. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I've, I used to get crazy about the markers, like the covers mm-hmm. on markers and stuff and crayons, like just like getting abused, basically. <laughs> I had, to, I, I have since let. Those are art supplies. Yeah. yeah. You go through those supplies. I mean, I've, I've let a lot of that go, but still I'm like, put the top back on. Like, how hard is it? Just put the top back on. Just dry it on. Just put the top back on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. That was that was my event from the weekend. I got a fat lip from a thing that wasn't a rock. Well, I got a f- dented car. You have a dented face. Yeah, my face healed. Yeah. I don't know. That's what cars are for. They get dented. I, I mean, I mean God, what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. It's the people who drive. I, honestly, I have a thing. I saw. I saw. What doesn't happen too often now? I was leaving work or something, and I saw someone drive by in a. It was clear they had just come out of the car wash. I mean, it's the middle of winter here. It's salt everywhere else. Yeah, the car was just polished, shiny, bright. I'm like, to me, I know a lot of people feel this way, and it's and it's it's hard for me to understand because you want so much to have this nice thing, right? This huge heavy expensive rolling living room and you want it to look better than the inside of your house on its outside but you also want it to go 90 miles an hour with bugs flying into it and salt on the roads and so like the two things just don't they don't they don't mesh yeah it's a balance i mean my car looks very bad with salt right now but i i my last car died because of rotted out so well, you and, never wash the underside do you uh well for christmas my wife got i got my car right before my next car right before christmas and my wife she got washed me your a, undercarriage for no, christmas? she got me <clears throat> uh she got me a um what was i gonna say now you might have totally distracted me she got me a, a book a gift five car washes right and including oh, undercarriage damn. <laughs> yes so uh so yeah so i mean so so it's important to get the, the salt will eat at the metal and it will stru- destroy the car so it is a proper care to you change the oil in your car you change the you should wash your I car don't. and so it, no. i understand the taking care of the thing because it is an investment well it's not an investment it's mm-hmm. a uh, large sum of money um well i'd yeah. say in that case it's more important to wash the salt off the undercarriage than it is to polish the paint job on the outside to make it look shiny. That's that's the weird part to me. It's like just you just you just want to look fancy, yeah. Uh, but really, underneath you're falling to pieces. Yeah, it's like putting a suit on a pig. I don't know. Yeah, lipstick on a pig. Putting a suit on Lips- a pig. Yeah, covers the whole thing. <laughs> I know. <It's> more. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> now I do. I mean, I do. I spray the inside. I do the same thing. My bikes are never washed. Like I don't wash the bikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big in a suit. Looks funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, several of them have steel frames, so they will corrode. So I, I uh, almost every right. year I take the frame apart and I cap all the ends, and you fill it up with this rust proofing, and you roll it all around, and it's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, you got to take care of it. Sure, I'm gonna make it last. Take care of your things. Teach your kids. Get the kids involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's almost it's probably maybe this weekend. We got a lot of maple syrup. I got to boil that stuff down. So maybe if it's warm this weekend, which I'm not supposed to, sure it's supposed to be. I know they got the bikes out today. It was fifties today, so they got the bikes out. So I got to go through the bike the bike parade. Put it on the rack. Put it on the thing. Let me see how the stuff works. Brakes work. Brakes work great. Chain looks good. Tires of air. Handlebars are straight. You're good to go. 
Helmet fits. Yeah. What else do you do? I'm not taking down that down brackets apart and um do you all do all, you do that all i'm not doing all that i do enjoy stripping the down you it's do. more therapeutic than anything else i mean when you take the the bearings out of a wheel and see how mm. corroded how rusty they are and how much they're actually missing and repacking the wheels is fun uh plus the kids bikes are usually really simple to take apart and you can see tune I th- them up nice i think you're doing a kids a disservice i like it like grinded up and like really yeah. hard to pedal so they get really strong so that, um, yeah, yeah, well, just, they can just ride uphill or ride more, ride mm. to school by themselves yeah. up the big hill to your house, which you said they couldn't make it up because it's too big. So there you go. You solved your own problem. Lube the bike up, send them to school. Yeah, I don't think that's going to fix the problem. <laughs> I left a leftover, bunch of leftover beers from a uh, party this weekend, and I'm having – um, Can you send one over here? Hammer by uh, – what's the place that's local? I plan <sighs> – I'm, I'm planning on running into work tomorrow, so I'm not having a beer. I don't know if that plan's going to come true with the, the sports of stuff. Did I tell you both kids? Some, somehow Abbey. we managed to. What's it called? Jack's, Jack's Abbey. Abbey. Yeah, but Framing Hammer. It's ten percent. Okay, yeah, sounds delicious. Mm, that is delicious. Mm-hmm. Baltic Porter. <laughs> I recommend. Fair. It. Now I now I want one. I'll, I'll hold mm-hmm. on. Okay. We signed up both kids for both for two sports yeah, each. You're nuts. It's going to be an interesting spring. I mean, there'll be some overlap where I think my son has to miss soccer practice for a baseball game, which is no big deal. Mm. Except you're uh, the except, coach. So what are you going to do? Except I'm, except I'm the coach. My wife will take him to his game. And okay. I'll go coach All too. Right. All right. I'll go. I'll stay coaching, and he'll yeah go to his baseball game. Uh, we'll we'll end up splitting up because a lot of them overlap. But uh, I don't. It basically means I'll only be able to go to my daughter's events as long as they don't overlap my son's events. And eventually when she gets a little older, I'll coach her team and I'll let uh, some other coach handle his team. So I'll still be coaching. I'll still be doing my duty, right? I won't feel bad about not coaching because I can still coach, but I'll just switch to coaching her. Oh, her right. Team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coaching. I'm not ready to get into the coaching yet. The coaching conversation. I'm getting on board with getting ready to coach. We have to compare some notes though. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you tonight. I sat down with my new assistant coach. I said, Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to come up with practice plans. I need your ideas. I'm going to send them out in advance. I want you to give me feedback and help me get it set up. And he's, he's really excited. I'm like, this mm. is what I like to do. This is how I like to manage the team. This is how I do the rotations. I'll send you the spreadsheet. And he's excited to see the spreadsheet. Cool. He, yeah. uh, he questioned my rule about, the defenders always taking the throw-ins, not like in a harsh way. I know he was just like, isn't that you know, isn't that sometimes slow? Do the kids need to like just get the ball moving, get it back in the field? I'm like, it eliminates the confusion. They always know. They're always watch. They better always be watching the play, and they get there fast and they do it. And if they're not there in time, then the other kids yell at the defenders to get up there and take the throw. So yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a good rule to have it. That's that at this age. Yeah, yeah. Well, plus if the forward picks it up and throws it in, who are they throwing it to? Yeah, right. That's the other part of it. Yeah, there's not enough kids on the field for it. And the fields aren't long enough to really make a big deal, right? It's not like they're no. running uh, 50 yards to get the ball. No. Yeah. As long as they're not picking grass, yeah. just backed by the right. hanging out with the goalie on the wrong end of the field, then it's right, fine. Right, right, All right. Well, Chris Newell sent a long email, and I want to breeze through some of the high points here, because I probably have more feedback for him than he does for me. Hmm. Okay. You do? I got some questions out of it, some comments. Oh. So, so – uh, 
Hi guys, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I, I do. Uh, hi guys, or should I say hi Jason? As it was noted that Randy doesn't read the emails. Well, this one I did I'm forward to him. it now. Uh, okay, I did forward it to him. Uh, I listened that's to my, my bad is that I tend to read the email um, like right before the show. <laughs> and if it's <laughs> <laughs> no, this one, I did, I did look yesterday. I, like I made it a whole day ahead, so I knew this was coming. So I'm prepared, and and mm-hmm. then I uh, I, I kind of pulled the high points out of it. So. Um, yeah, Paige. Hi again. This is us. And yes, we're awesome and we're celebrities. Good to hear from you. I'm glad you're, <laughs> That's right. you should let your dad listen some more. He goes into, uh, some stuff of that. He doesn't actually listen that much with her in the car. Um, although, uh, because of other things and, um, other thing compete mm-hmm. for the time. And one of the things was audiobooks. So I want to hear from Chris mm-hmm. into what audiobooks is he listening to with, with his, his kids? Teens. Yeah. With his, with his, his, kids. his daughter's a teenager, I think, right? And they hate everything. Uh, um, from what I, I anything, understand. Yeah, yeah, anything that you recommend from what I Anything that you like. It's yeah. a lot of reverse psychology. Yeah. 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 So, this book sure sucks, huh? Yeah. Mm. I hate listening to books in a car. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Who want to listen to the book? Uh, we'll see. We'll be there soon enough, I think, unfortunately, <laughs> scarily. Um, I get to, I get to ease in though, because I get the boy first. Well, you too. I get the boy first, which is supposedly a lot easier in the teenage years. I don't know why you're years. so sexist. Yeah, no, it's fine. I've heard from many, many people that boys are a lot easier in the teenage years than the girls. He's, uh, he's, he's much more emotional than she is. Your boy? Oh, yeah. Or mine? Mine. Yeah. He's very, he's like a roller coaster nah. of emotions. My, my, it's funny, but my son seems to be, Sociopath? No, more um, stable than uh, girls. Stable is not the right word because that, that that implies that they're unstable, which is not true. More, um, I don't know. The guy. It, more, it's, it, <laughs> that's it's, what you meant. That's what you meant. It's yeah. more more <laughs> all the stereotypes with like he just gets along with all like other boys, and it's like he, the boys don't seem to care as much about like clicks and who's hanging out with who and. And, and that stuff's our you want to like, squash that stuff like. you, you know where you got to go you've got to get to the root of it which is the other parents right the moms and the dads <sighs> yeah you and there's check a top- them out you got to scope the scene there's a topic I've been meaning to bring up it's been in the show notes for like a, th- a month now uh, but I'm not going to bring it up right now but it, it dovetails off that but I think can I say something yeah I think so you had a little party this weekend uh, mm-hmm. that I attended and we told Happy St. Patrick's a bunch Day. of yeah, Happy St. Patrick's Day. We told a bunch of people to party about the whole SEX talk yeah, in McDonald's. Get to that, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think that was hugely beneficial for them mm-hmm. because many of the some of the parents were like, "Oh no, never." Not many of them. Some of the parents were like, "Oh, how long should I wait?" Right? They all had questions. When's it appropriate? Some of them were like, oh, I remember fourth grade. Some of them were like, yeah, we already talked about it, right? So it was varying degrees. And your wife even busted out the book and started showing it around, which yeah. was hilarious because yeah. it was all wet and sticky. And <clears throat> the <laughs> it's it, it sort of, it's. I think it put the seed in their head, in the parents' head to be just to introduce a, hey, it's, if it's cool for them, maybe I should try it. Maybe none of them did. Maybe one of them did. Yeah. And it could, uh, could nudge them in the right direction. Same thing applies for every other parenting technique or tactic or whatever yeah if you don't yeah you gotta go to go to the source if you want to change behavior gotta get to the parents 
yeah and i yeah so it was good i mean uh you guys were hanging out and a couple other parents were hanging out later after and um that one other parent that woman i who i haven't really hung out with that much like in that kind mm-hmm. of situation i've seen her at like pto she's a pto chair and uh so she kind of hung around for a while she said her husband was home with the sick kids so they didn't come but the kids didn't come and the husband didn't come so uh, i think she's just kind of like oh i'm gonna hang out for a while until I make sure everybody's in bed mm-hmm. so that was cool to hang out with her in that way and um yeah but again Everyone at that table, I think, and everybody that a hundred percent of the people I've talked to, aside from you, have said, "Oh no, the the girls. Oh no, that's my job. Oh, or the. I'm sorry, let right. me rephrase that. A hundred percent of the people have said the men talk to the boys and the women talk to the girls. I was like, like literally, hundred percent. And yeah, I've probably you're talked perpetuating to 10 or this people. nonsense. That's crazy. Like I'm not perpetuating it. Or no, they not are. you. I mean, you look right at him and go, like, don't you oh. understand that you're making this worse? Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Chris actually brought that up in the email. And um he does applaud us for no swearing on the show, which uh also one of the reviews wow. on iTunes huh. mentioned. There's only a handful. So yeah, we we try to keep it uh, clean because you know, it's uh, me personally, I like I hate I hate Having to like, why did somebody just explain that stuff? And I like to not have, right. but, but we didn't really give any warning about the talk. So I'm, I apologize. On one hand, I apologize. It was a what? big warning right at the beginning of the show. Oh, did we? The whole oh, yeah. intro was oh, that's a right. solid warning. That's funny. But <laughs> I was going to say, I apologize if uh, we sprung it on your daughter, page. But on the other hand, have the conversation with your pa- daughter, page because he says. She's old. Yeah. Come on. She's like. Yeah. Like, but you should now? be able to have these questions. Like. Mm-hmm. I hope, and I know I may be being idealistic, and there may be teenage parent, parents of teenagers out there rolling their eyes, being like, ha, this guy's such a moron. Wait till he gets there. Uh, and probably will have some of this. Um, but I hoped my goal is to, that they will be able to be, uh, almost as open with me about questions and, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe not some of the specifics, but, uh, now you're going to have to be uh, in the specifics. Mean, you're going to have to. Well, here's one. Here's one specific for you, which it's a little bit heavy for the show. But uh, do you know what yeah. the HPV vaccine is? Hepatitis V? No, it's the humanopapillovirus or something like that. Hum- oh, okay, that rings a bell. Uh, it which is uh, yeah, human papillomavirus. Papillomavirus. Um, basically, there's a vaccine for it that is for teenagers. It's basically a they call it a sexually transmitted infection. And people, I think, uh, last thing, I haven't read up on it in many years, but the last thing I knew was that people that get HPV, there's a high rate of cervical cancer for women that get HPV. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's like a so, 70% of people that get, like a really high number. Okay. So there's a vaccine for it now, but I guess it's somewhat controversial. This is a great story, but so there's a vaccine for something you could give your kids because they're probably having sex and they might get it. Well, he asked me if I if I was planning to get it for my son, which is now the time to do it, which I don't oh. think is actually true. I think it's 11 or 12. My son's I nine. Haven't, I don't know. We'll ask, you know what? I will ask his doctor next time he has an appointment. Yeah. Cancer is caused by HPV. So it does actually, they say this is the uh, CDC site that I'm reading off of. So um, would I get the vaccine? Okay. So. I don't know. You don't really have. You're not really up on it. Neither am I. Uh, they may have already know. had it. Who? <laughs> Your kids. I just do what the doctor says. No, I no, no. The it's, it's not something they get at this. They they okay. get it at uh, eleven to twelve year olds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I don't usually argue with the doctor when they recommend vaccines, so if they do... Yeah, I don't know. They haven't... Then I, uh, I say yes. Yeah. I that was know. a thing for a while there with the babies. People were big into the not getting... Uh, not getting vaccines. Well, we're going to skip every other one or we're going to, you know. Whatever. We delayed them. Some of them. Delay we, them, yeah. When they get the, when they get the like, five at once, I was like, oh, my poor kid's getting well, five yeah, at that once. Feel, but you, yeah, we spread yeah. them out over. We delayed some back. of them. We spread them out, yeah. Okay. That just, because you don't want them to have so many shots. There is a lot of junk floating around in their body, just, you know. Yeah. I don't know, for their liver to deal with, maybe. And we were kind of, like, at the pinnacle of that whole scare with the, well, uh, scare is the right word, uh. Fake news? Probably fake news, yeah, is a better word. But uh, <laughs> What, autism? autism vaccines cause vaccine, autism? Yeah. That, yeah, fake news. Okay. Like I said, we didn't skip any of them. <laughs> Did delay the one. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Oh, so boy. HPV vaccine, don't really have, any, don't really have a comment for him. Um, well, I do want to hear audiobooks that he's listened to with the team. I did say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to he, hear audiobooks. He called us out about show. this website again. Soccer heat maps and Minecraft servers. You can do that. Then you have time for this. Well, the soccer heat maps and the Minecraft servers are for the kids. <sighs> right. That's not, I mean, it's time wasted working on a website is time wasted. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that was my only comment to that. It's like, okay, sure. So, mm-hmm. hey, hey, listen, I recorded a bumper for the show today, so it's progress. Oh, nice. Yeah, yes, yeah, you're going you're gonna to hear a new bumper uh, lead uh, in. I have uh, some, one other thing I want to tell you, so finish the- Okay, know. quick. Lag in the video? When we were talking about the, the power going out, flickering, mm-hmm. lag in the video? He thought it was a big deal that the lag was like we were seeing it in real time. Too- uh, I mean, we also pretend a little bit because it was lagged. It's still it's both, 2017. Can, things are pretty much in real time yeah, right now. Like how many fingers am I holding up? I don't know. I'm holding them up in the camera. Oh, two. Yeah. <laughs> See. Okay. Uh, well, they may have also not been synced flickerings anyway because we're far away. So just the whole. I know it's the speed of light and everything, but uh, yeah, there's right. some delays in the transformers and whatnot. Oh, right. Uh, I may, I'm yeah. making that up, but it's probably true. Um. What else? What else? What else? Oh, okay. So he gets into the snowblowers. Snowblowers. And he says, now's the time. As I said, now's the time. That's why I wanted to get this out in this mm-hmm. week because next week the snowblowers could be all gone. Okay. I'm, on a sh- I'm on a shopping spree. Yeah. I'm Good. with yeah. Them. Spend I'm money. Okay. Spend, spend, spend. Uh, okay. Get at least eight horsepower. Some folks recommend 10. He has mm-hmm. an eight horsepower, 26 wide cut Toro. I have a Toro that's like 20 years old. Thing won't die. I want it dead so that I can get a new one because he also recommends to get the joystick. Yeah. Crank. Does that no- like mean it's electric? Um, does that mean it's a motorized? No, uh, uh, no. Scoop? For me, because I would be like, no, I don't want that. I want the manual one with the giant gear that's two inches wide mm-hmm. and not a little tiny motor that's going to freeze or get packed with snow. So no, it's a, jo- it's like a, it's just a way easier, um, mechanism okay. for sh- making the spout move left or right or straight or whatever. And I've used them in like the store, you know, the, the hardware store or whatever, and they are way easier and it's wicked awesome. And I'm like, I need one of these, but I don't need it. So I don't get it. Um, okay. All right. I will. This weekend we got all kinds of things yeah. to shop for. He says, don't buy a giant one. You got to store it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah I know. Okay. And, uh, 
Stay away from Briggs and Stratton engines. I will. Cont- I I have a lawnmower. It's got a Briggs and Stratton engine. I've run that thing dry out of gas oil. I wanted to get fixed up, like <sighs> tuned up. I'm like, it's not running right. Like you know, it's not any oil in it. So that thing, uh, although it does need to be replaced now, that thing's ten. No, I got it when I moved in. So that thing's like 16 years old, and that was used like once a week for probably 15 years mowing lawns. Blah blah blah. So Briggs and Stratton engine did well for me, and I think that's it. Uh, yeah, we talked about the library books and small population. So that. Say the email, keep writing in, Chris. One more thing he does ask, how are you gonna make out with the PMC and your shoulder? Uh well let's see. We're well, we're one month out from surgery and I mean things are fine. I've been basically the last week I've been riding two-handed. Uh I've gone over sort of off-road a little bit, pulled up on the handlebars a couple times, it hurts a little bit. But what I thought would hurt, which was leaning over the bike on the bars, doesn't hurt so it's gonna be fine i just you know i got a i lost a, a month i lost five weeks of exercise really so i gotta shape it up it's really easy you know to sit around the house and just eat uh, donuts and stuff people even brought me donuts when i was <laughs> laying around really? watching tv yeah wow people brought me food when the guy brought me a whole bunch of donuts i'm like this is not gonna help me at all i'm just gonna <laughs> eat this Box full of donuts while I watch Hulu mm, and donuts and uh, wine about really my can solve everything. <laughs> but it's um, <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, it's getting better. It's great. I, I can't complain. It's okay. all good. All right, take your toy back together. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. All right, you had another thing you wanted okay. to get in. So something happened this weekend. Kids were uh, in the neighborhood hanging out, running house to house, which is always great. Uh, three families of kids got together. Three brothers, brother, sister, brother, sister, right? Uh, so four or seven, seven kids, different ages. The two older kids, which would be my son and another boy, uh, were playing some game and I wasn't around. They were playing some game where there were only two little carts to ride or something like that. And, and one of the other kids, it was, you know, I know him. He's one of these other kids that always wants to be doing the thing that the other kids are doing and can't get over it. Stands there on the side, squealing like a lunatic for his turn. Let's set a timer. It's my turn. When do I get to have a turn? And, you know, hyper focused on, I am losing my mind because you're not listening to me. And here they are having fun doing this. So I'm, in the shed again, working on the bikes. It's just it's what I do while the kids are playing. Um, <laughs> I open the door. All the kids come around the corner. And my daughter is acting like this. I hate to use it as a pejorative, but she's being a tattletale. Her and her little buddy up the street. They love to tell on the other kids. But it's I don't mind the telling on. I don't mind, like, tell me if something bad is happening. But they go out of their way to be like, Max is not behaving in a way that he should be behaving. I'm like, you know, this is not okay. Right, so I I brought them all around me, and I heard this, this other kid was was breaking down into tears now, thinking about the tragedy that was occurring to him by them earlier, you know, an hour ago. Was it an hour? You know, a few minutes before. I made them all stand around me in a semicircle. And I got down on my on one knee on the ground. I said, "Kids, look look at me. Like, here's the deal." What I'm hearing is there were two cars that Max. And Terwilliger were riding. Mm-hmm. And there were two of them. And they were having fun riding. Were they teasing you in any way? Were they making fun of you? Were they saying words to you that you didn't like? No. So they were enjoying these cars together. And you, 
Terwilliger Jr. wanted to enjoy what they were doing because it looked like fun. He's like, yeah. And you, all the rest of you here that are standing around telling me about this thing happening, were upset with the two older boys because they wouldn't let Terwilliger Jr. join in their fun because they were having fun. Is that what you're trying to tell me here? So basically... Two kids are having fun, and you needed to disrupt it so that you could have the fun, but then one of them wouldn't be having that fun. Like, there's four of you here. Why didn't the four of you go do something else? Because you can't just always do what someone else is doing. You would be displacing one of them. You don't get to set a timer. They're not your cars. You don't get to tell them it's your turn next. They might include you. They might not. You can call them jerks if you want, but walk away and go do something else. Maybe they are jerks, but that doesn't matter. If they want to have fun on those carts, the two of them together, they're having the fun. Leave them be, because I know this kid. He'd, be, he'd wait like 15 seconds, go, it's my turn now, it's my turn now. Like, no, dude, there's a thousand other things for you to do. Find something else to do and enjoy it so that you're not staring at these two kids and making this huge thing out of something that doesn't doesn't matter like literally there's all these other kids here for you to play with just go play with them okay he's like i guess <laughs> I, I just i can't deal with it like the the i have to be doing what they're doing mentality drives me bonkers and i know their parents and i know that i knew them when they were babies and i wish i tried to fix it then and it didn't work they would do that exact thing my son i told you the start same family same story same books you know same Max would pick up a book when he was like one year old. He's like flipping through it. And the sister of this kid, because they learned it from their parents, would come shrieking across the room, screaming at him for the book. And he's like, he'd uh, he'd turn around and like sort of eyeball me like, what's going on with this lady? And I, I don't know, buddy. Just give her the book, I guess, if it'll calm her down. And he just, so he just hands her the book. Wait, so you taught him to be a little uh, pushover just to get walked on a doormat? Um what in in a way no it was more like a uh how to how to resolve a situation peaceably <laughs> yeah but then so he just was like all right i'll get another book and he picks up another book she literally you know as a one one and a half two i forget how old they were tosses the first book over her shoulder as, sh- as soon as she sees him enjoying this other book and comes screeching across the room at him again screaming and swinging her arms around i got that's it and i just kicked him all out of the house it's like no no more of this. You're leaving. You're leaving. Go with her. Take your daughter out of here. Go home. Like, out. I'm not having... No, I'm not having this. Get out of my house. Like, just you're gone. I'm not having that. I'm not having the angry, like, you have to share with me. That's not sharing. That's not how sharing works. That's not how sharing works. Sharing works when someone gives you something. Sharing doesn't work by you taking it from them because you're sad. Yeah, one and a half, it's a little different than at... Uh... No. It's his house. They're his books. He wants to read them no, no. peacefully without having someone beat him up over no, no, no. it. They, they can leave. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm, yes, okay. I'm not saying he is responsible for giving the books up. Absolutely not. I'm saying that the kids don't grasp the idea of sharing at that age. But uh, at and at the age where you're now complaining about, they're beyond the point where they should be even like this should even be an issue. This shouldn't be a thing anymore. Well, it's but again, my turn, perspective my turn. on. What is sharing? I think sharing means this is something that I own and I feel like giving it to you. Sharing is not, hey, I like that thing that you own. When is it my turn? No, that is not sharing. 
that is stealing. Well, yeah, like I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but and I don't like now, I, you, I, you, I, in your you, story. I kind of miss where the cars came from. They didn't belong to anybody. Oh no, they belonged to one of the kids that was riding them. Okay, but there's two cars. Yeah. Okay. Two, the both cars belonged to the one kid. So they didn't take the cars from the kid that was crying about it. They they were over at the house of the uh, of Terwilliger Senior, and Max and Terwilliger Senior were riding the carts together. You know, playing a little cart game together. Yeah, because they're okay. the two older kids oh, together. Oh 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 oh! I didn't get the point, but the younger kid coming over and being—I didn't realize the younger, he was younger kid. I didn't realize you know, he was younger. Yeah, the younger kid showed up and basically said, "I see you doing something that I would like to be doing. When is it my turn?" Mm. And they did not give him a turn. But they weren't being malicious about it. He just showed up 10 seconds into their joy and tried to steal it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And that's, it's hard, but I I have seen his parents teach them to behave this way. Like literally, they just, they want something instantly. They have to have it. It's there. Somebody else has it. And their reaction is to say. Oh, it's entitlement. I mean, a lot of I'll set a timer. Yeah. And that's. No, you won't set a timer. Get out of my house. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Like, how about we talk to them about, you know, exactly what I just talked about. Sometimes you don't get to just have the thing that you want. It just doesn't work that way. Well, a lot of people could learn that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, um, I had a point on this. Now it's gone. Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.